Before we uh, have our time of devotion, if you will, um, I'd like to just take a moment, bow our heads, and uh, just have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for laying Haiti on our hearts, for um, giving us hands and feet to work, um, for voices to sing, and for minds that can put all of this uh, together. Lord, uh, we ask that you continue to uh, lay this on our hearts, that uh, you continue to give us the means with which to um, go out and serve. And Lord, we ask that uh, you continue to, uh, to spread this mission. Um, I couldn't help but um, just feel with Doug, um, who many of us know from the video when he said that uh, God gave me a love for Haiti that I just can't do anything about. And I know that's what's on my heart and on so many of these folks' hearts. And Lord, uh, we just ask that you continue to, uh, to uh, make your presence known in all of this. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me first say that this is the first time in over five years that I have stood before a body of people who speak my language. Um, and offer, well, I guess it's not a teaching, it's a, it's a devotional. Um, but that's just a weird feeling. Um, the last several times I've taught, nobody understands me. And I have somebody to the left of me who can take all of the um, temporal things that I say and give them a passion that I didn't know was in my words. For those of you who have been to Haiti and heard Daniel translate um, an English message, it is a thing in and of itself. Um, the passage that uh, I'm going to be teaching from, speaking from, I, um, this morning is uh, Proverbs 22.1. Very, very short, so by the time you get your Bibles open, it'll be over. Um, and it says simply this, a good name is more desirable than riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Have you ever seen the look on someone's face when they are told your reputation precedes you? It's usually a mix of expectation and uh, trepidation, if you will. Um, they don't know what that reputation is with certainty. The reason for that look is because the definition, if you will, of a reputation is an overall quality or character as seen or judged by people in general or the recognition by other people of some characteristic or quality. Simply put, your reputation is what other people think you are. And you hope, you pray that what they're thinking is a good thing. Deep down, each and every one of us wants to be thought of well. We want to be thought of nicely. Ecclesiastes 7.1 says, A good name is better than precious ointment. Now, before I go on, I want to make one very important distinction, and that is that it is not the desire for a good name or a good reputation that is the good thing. It is the good reputation itself and that which supports the good reputation that is the good thing. So what is it that makes a reputation? What makes up 
a reputation. I believe that a reputation is formed mostly by the mixture of three things. Performance, consistency, and word of mouth. When I wanted to talk about these things, it's almost impossible to separate performance and consistency because performance lends to consistency, consistency lends to performance, so they're very, very much inseparable. So I'm going to talk about them together. First, I'd like to start with a quote by Mike Singletary. Anybody here know who he is? Mike Singletary was, all right, my football people over here are smiling and shaking their heads too. Uh, Mike Singletary was a linebacker for um, the Chicago Bears during their amazing 80s. He was a man of God. He did not hide it. He, uh, before Reggie, um, uh, Reggie White carried the, the title, he was known as the Minister of Defense. Um, he said in his book, Singletary on Singletary, he said, a real man is a man of integrity. That means going all out in everything he does. When he says something, you can count on it. Take it to the bank. If I say I'm going to do something, you can consider it done. The first time I violate that, my credibility is shot. Our reputations are only as good as our last performances. This has always, since the day I read it, been one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I think the reason that it has been is because, as many of you know, those of you who have heard my story, I'm someone who, at times in my past, has struggled uh, with my reputation. There were times I couldn't hold a job, couldn't seem to show up for work on time. I had a horrible attitude, as my brother would say. I was short-fused and hot-tempered. And at first, it was no big deal. Quit this job, get another one tomorrow. Quit this job, get another one tomorrow. Over time, though, as the list of former jobs grew and the list of potential jobs shrunk, my credibility was shot. My reputation, which had been based on my own last performances and lack of consistency, was causing me to reap what I had sown. Because there's truth in the very last part of his quote there, when he says that our reputations are only as good as our last performances. Whether he intended it or not, there's a hidden distinction in what he said, or rather, what he didn't say. Our reputations are almost never better than our last performance. And in most cases, they're almost always negatively colored by our past failures. They, our reputations, are rarely as good as our last performance. No matter the time or the distance, there will always be areas in which our reputations, colored and informed by our past fa failures, seem almost permanently marred. It will be in those areas that we simply need to push on with a consistent, lengthening track record of performance and consistency, maximizing the positive and minimizing the negative. In my case, it took a lot of effort, a lot of prayer, a lot of time, joining the army, moving halfway across the country, to begin to repair my reputation. But the key was consistency, and I can tell you it's been worth it. And what about word of mouth? What can you do about that? Unfortunately, not much. This is an area of which we have very little control. Because when we fail to perform as expected, people will talk and talk and talk. 
And in most cases, our failures, as the stories are passed through the grapevine, those failures will seem far more severe than they actually were. Through word of mouth, the damage done by our failures is almost always more significant than is truly merited by the failure itself. While I will not pass it on to you exactly as it was said in the army, because because I'm not going to, um, there was a saying, and it went like this, a thousand out of boys, it takes a thousand out of boys to erase one ah shucks. The Bible says almost exactly the same thing in Ecclesiastes 10.1, a little bit differently though. It says, dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. It seems that we are programmed to remember the negative far more easily than we remember the positive. Somehow, the negative things in our lives are far more easily remembered than the positive things. We struggle to remember those happy moments in our past, while the unhappy moments seem more permanently rooted and more easily recalled. Word of mouth, as it applies to our reputations, works exactly the same way. People will have a hard time remembering the positive through the haze of the negative. People will talk and talk and talk. So why is any of this important? It's important because as Christians, when others know us to be Christians, our reputation is not ours alone. Our reputations are God's reputation. What people think of us because of our adoption into God's family they think of God. I'm sure that there are many in this room who, like me, refuse to spend their money at certain establishments, certain businesses, because of what you think of that business. And usually what you think is based on their employees, not necessarily their policies and procedures. If we, by our actions, we being Christians, fail to accurately reflect the nature of God to those in spiritual need, we run the risk of driving others further from the saving grace offered through Jesus Christ. It is our performance and our consistency. If it's lacking and others identify God through us, then in their eyes, his performance and consistency is lacking as well. They want no part of God because they want no part of us. If God is shining through us, as we say, and what they see is hateful, hurtful, or hypocritical, then obviously so is God. On the other hand, if we reflect God as he truly is, as he really is, tender, truthful, trustworthy, God can, through us, do amazing things. Now, I'm not saying that God needs us in order to do amazing things, but Scripture does make it very clear that we, those who have been saved by grace through faith, are the primary vessel through which God has chosen to deliver his gospel message. And people will talk. And knowing that they will, we should strive to be someone about whom good things are said. When people speak about us, when they speak of us, do they describe us using terms associated with godly character? If not, we've got work to do. If so, then we need to keep it up. As it applies to Haiti and Haiti Lifeline Ministries, simply put, we are God's reputation in Haiti. That is not to say that we are the final authority on all things God in Haiti, 
But we are spokespieces for the Lord in Haiti. We have accepted, as a body, generally speaking, the calling to be God's representatives to the people in Haiti. Again, that is not to say that we are God, but in Haiti, just like here at home, and even there more so, in some cases, we are all that is known of God to some people. <clears throat> the children in Haiti Lifeline Orphanage, they know God, many of them, because Nicole has introduced them to God through the instruction and influence she has planted there and by allowing us to be a part of it. And through the covering of the orphanage and through her giving out of her own need, Nicole has been able to make an eternal impact on several of the surrounding communities. Anyone who has spoken to Nicole for more than five, uh, ten minutes or so, knows that she is absolutely in tune with a godly reputation. Every single decision she makes there is filtered through the question, how will this affect the reputation of Haiti Lifeline Orphanage? She knows that people look at her and her husband to see God. People know Jesus because of the work of Nicole and Haiti Lifeline Orphanage. And thankfully, we're a part of that. My prayer is that through our time, talents, and gifts, we can continue to be the reputation that God so richly deserves in Haiti. I'd like to, before I close, take a moment, revisit Mike Singletary's quote, but I want to change it up just a little bit, kind of retool it uh, to express a truth. God is a God of integrity. That means he goes all out in everything that he does. When he says something, you can count on it. You can take it to the bank. If he says he's going to do something, you can consider it done. He will never violate that, violate that and his credibility is flawless. His reputation, however, is often only as good as our last performances. So many times throughout history, the reputation of God has been undeservedly tarnished by his own people and often in his own name. I pray that we don't squander the opportunities available to us to let the glory of God shine through us to the people of Haiti, to the children of Haiti Lifeline Orphanage, and even in our own community. Let's bow. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to share this morning. I thank you for Dan and Julie and Emily and uh, the, their passion for Haiti. I thank you for the work that's being done behind the scenes uh, through the uh, sponsorship efforts um, and uh, the organization that it takes to get the, the needed supplies in Haiti um, to simply buy plane tickets what, what a chore that is Lord I thank you so much um, for giving us an opportunity to be your reputation in Haiti and Lord I just pray that we can live up to the to the task. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.